Good morning. Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of St. Albans. If you're here in attendance, we uh, really love having and seeing everyone here today. Don't forget at the end of each pew, there's a pew pad to register your attendance today. Let us know you are here. If you're watching at home, welcome. We appreciate you joining us this morning at First Presbyterian Church. We ask for you to register your attendance by saying hello in the chat and let us know that you are with us today um, on Facebook. Some announcements from this morning. It looks like our evangelism committee is really working um, hard on a couple of different projects. Um, one of them would be the welcome baskets for new neighbors in the neighborhood. Um, also, blessing bag project is still ongoing and some things are needed. So look in your bulletin there today um, to find that um, the items that are being asked for on those two projects. Um, it's also worth mentioning that our building fund campaign continues. Um, it looks like to date, um, the information is here in the bulletin, but they are at almost one-third of the goal um, to fulfill some projects. You know, we, we, we worship in um, a very aged building, uh, a well-aged building, and so lots of projects are always at hand for the Buildings Committee. Um, I would like to also invite everyone to our Back to School Sunday on Sunday, August the 28th. It looks like we're going to have a pancake breakfast in the morning at 9.15, followed by a, um, um, a special worship service. Um, if you have children, grandchildren, or children, friends with children, bring them and have them bring their school backpacks with them, and we will do a special blessing of the backpacks that Sunday as well. More information of that is there. There will be a pool party also on that Sunday um, at Lakewood Pool. Um, it'll be $5 um, for non-Lakewood Pool members. So it's $5 for non-Lakewood Pool members. Um, so we invite you out that Sunday to also bring your swimming trunks and, and go to the pool with us to celebrate the um, back to school. There's information in the bulletin on August the 19th. We, as a church, um, will fellowship together at the West Virginia Power Park um, and see a, a Dirty Birds game. Um, information is there uh, for that as well. Today we will have a brunch um, our fifth Sunday brunch immediately following service. We invite you to um, stay and, and have lunch with us, or brunch, I should say. Um, and then also, um, information is in here. There, we are working on a, um, a church cookbook. If you have a recipe or know someone that has a, a good potluck or any type of recipe that you'd like to share, email that into the office, or, or when you're here, write it down, bring it, bring it to the church and leave it in the office so that we can get that added to the, the church cookbook. And with that being said, let us worship God.
Please join me in our call of worship. Show us, show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. The Lord will speak peace to the faithful, to those who turn to God in their hearts. Surely salvation is at hand for those who fear the Lord, and God's glory will dwell in our land. Let us now worship the living God. Please stand and prepare to sing hymn number 175, Seek Ye First. said, the, gift, the peace I bring is a gift the world cannot give. May this gift of peace from our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. The truth about us is this. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Yet, good promises to pour, yet God promises to pour out grace upon us, giving us confidence to show ourselves as we are and be free from shame. Trusting in God's mercy, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Ever faithful God, how often we turn away from you, yet you remain constant to us. We run from you, but you call us back. In our words and our deeds, we dishonor you. Yet you still profess your love for us. We cut ourselves off from you and from others but you will not let us go. Forgive our faithless and fickle ways and increase our gratitude that we might grow in faithlessness to you for the sake of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Now hear the good news. When you were buried with him, Christ, in baptism,
You were also raised with Christ through faith in the power of God. Through this power, we have been washed clean. So be at peace and know that we have been forgiven. Amen. seated. Our epistle lesson this morning comes from the letters of Paul to the Colossians. It's chapter 2, uh, verses 6 through 19. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught. Abandoning in thanksgiving, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no, no one task takes us captive through philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the universe, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have come to fullness in him who is the head of every ruler and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a spiritual circumcision by putting off the body of the flesh in the circumcision of Christ. When you were buried with him in baptism, you were also raised with him through faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. And when you were dead in trespasses and uncircumcision of the flesh, God made you alive together with him when he forgave us all our trespasses, erasing the record that stood against us with its legal demands. He set this aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and the authorities and made a public example of them, triumphing, triumphing over them. Therefore, do not let anyone condemn you in the matters of food and drink or of observing festivals, new moons, or Sabbaths. These are only a shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Do not let anyone disqualify you, insisting on self-abasement and worship of angels, dwelling on visions puffed up without cause by human way of thinking, and not holding body fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and held together by its ligaments and sinus grows within growth that is for, that comes from God this is the word of our lord disciples this morning, so I will spare you my knock-knock jokes this morning. <clears throat> our gospel lesson this morning comes from Luke, um, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. Um, it's chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John taught his disciples, he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. 
And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are in bed with me. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him, give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will you give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to, to those who ask him? This is the word of our Lord. Let us pray. God of wisdom, you promise to give your spirit to those who ask. Overwhelm us with your word that we may know you more fully, love you more passionately, and follow you more closely. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So prayer, it's about prayer today. If you haven't guessed yet, we're, 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 going, to be, we're going to be in prayer today. But the, the subject of prayer is as deep and wide as the largest ocean. Prayer can come in many forms, styles, formats, and there are prayers for every occasion. So in today's service alone, I think I counted five or even six different prayers um, that, we, that we will use. I, there, are, there are pastors and preachers who develop entire series, sermon series, just on the topic of prayer. I could probably, I'm sure it would be possible for me to stand here and preach for well into a couple of hours on the topic of prayer. We are Presbyterians, and you know I'm a short and sweet preacher, so thanks be to God for that. So I'm going to ask just a few questions. You don't, no one needs to answer. Just think about the questions in your head. Do you pray? I'm sure most of us do, if not all. How often do you pray? When do you pray? Why do we pray? I used to get really nervous when I was uh, first starting out working with the youth or when I would first come into when I would first come to church to go to Bible studies or, or anything like that, I would get really nervous when I knew that I was in a situation where I may be asked to lead prayer. And it wasn't that I didn't know how to pray. I mean, I had I had always I had always, you know, talked to God. But when I talk to God, I'm I'm kind of like a, a babbling, whatever. I just it all just comes out, and I'm glad God knows what I'm what I'm trying to say. But I, I felt like that I would be silly or I didn't have the right words to say when I would pray um, or lead, lead a group in prayer. You've probably at some point in your life heard a prayer uh, or heard a preacher or a pastor um, who just always picks the most eloquent, eloquent words um, and, and says the most beautiful prayers. They always know just what to say. And some people have a real knack for that, um, picking out all those right words. And to be honest, I still get a little nervous when I'm asked to pray out loud. Um, and in full transparency, if I know I'm going to pray out loud, I typically prepare my prayers in advance. I have cheat sheets here just in case. Um, that way it keeps me on topic. I once asked a pastor um, of mine to teach me how to pray out loud because I, it did make me nervous to pray out loud with others. Um, and his response to me wasn't necessarily what I was looking for. Uh, he told me that with anything in life, practice makes perfect. He told me just to pray and, and to pray often. And when I prayed to myself, pray out loud and practice praying. And eventually it would just come naturally. 
And he said that it's not really about what you say or how you say it, because God knows what you're asking for and what you need. What matters the most is the action of praying, the relationship with God that comes with praying. And going through, going through the ALP courses and studying, there are many techniques out there for building a prayer, and there are structures on how to pray. One of them that comes to mind from ALP is a, a four-part prayer that uses the ACTS um, process, A-C-T-S. There is the, um, uh, yeah, you praise God at first, then you confess, then you um, I completely lost it. You uh, ask God, you praise God, you confess, then you ask God for what you need, and then you um, su supplication by asking God what you need. But when the disciples asked today in our gospel lesson, Lord, teach us to pray, Jesus, I think, had a lesson in something else more, that, more so than he did in prayer. And the Lord's Prayer is one of those prayers that we're all very familiar with, but Luke's version from today is a little unfamiliar or simplistic than what we're used to. The version that we say most Sundays or that we all know comes from Matthew in chapter 6. But in both of these versions of the Lord's Prayer, um, God, or Jesus makes it, um, points out and underscores that the most important factor in that prayer is the recognition of the one whom we pray to. Starting with the very first word, Father, or our Father. In fact, right here in Luke, in, to, in today's gospel, just a few verses back, Jesus, within five verses, or two verses, refers to God as Father five times. I think Jesus is teaching us that a relationship with God is very much a parental relationship. A, a relationship where God... Um, provides generosity, compassion, care, and faithfulness to all children, and a relationship that nurtures the physical, emotional, social, and spiritual development of God's children. And Jesus continues this, um, this parental imagery in today's verses. In verses 5, it says, uh, Jesus said, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and I'm in bed with my kids. I cannot get up and give you anything. But I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. Have you ever started working on a recipe one morning or one evening just to find out that you're just a little bit short on milk or you forgot to restock your sugar that morning? And have you ever run next door and knocked on your neighbor's door and asked for that little bit of milk or that little bit of sugar so you can finish your recipe? Well, could you imagine being a, a night owl and working on your recipe at midnight and realizing you need sugar or milk and knocking on that neighbor's door at midnight, you would probably get a very different response at midnight than you would at midday. But, the really, but to really understand really what, what Jesus is saying here today, we first have to understand first century social conventions. In ancient Israel, hospitality was more than just good manners. It was a moral obligation. So if a guest showed up at your home day or night you, and you failed to honor them, you would not only bring shame upon yourself, but also the entire village. And if we look at verse 8, where Jesus says um, persistence, at least because of his persistence, that word is, is, is a Greek word that was translated by the New Revised Standard Version as persistence, but it's also been translated as shamelessness. So I wrestled with that word a couple of different ways, and depending on how you, you read that word, persistence or shamelessness, you could probably glean a couple of different things from that. So if we, if, we, if we think about it as shamelessness because of that neighbor's shamelessness, he did not want that shame to come on him or his, his entire village, 
we could almost glean that that was God knocking on the door, asking him to get up and help, help out a neighbor. But if we think of it as shamelessness, shameless persistence, it brings a different kind of story into my mind. And I think kids are probably the most shameless creatures on earth. I mean, my kids alone will shamelessly and persistently ask for just about anything. Daddy, can we go get some ice cream? Daddy, Daddy, can we go get ice cream? Hey, Daddy, when can we go get ice cream? I don't always think that they know that they're being annoying. Maybe they do. Or if this is the best way, if they know that this is, the, is maybe not the best way to get what they want. They just know in their minds or their hearts that they need, they need or want something. So they ask and they ask and they ask. If you think about a baby, a baby, it doesn't matter whether it's 12 noon or 12 midnight. If the baby is hungry, the baby's going to cry and the baby's going to ask and it's going to ask and it's going to ask until it gets what it, what it needs. So when I think about that, I don't think it's really the fact that my kids ask me a hundred thousand times for things. I think it's just that it's on their heart or their minds. And so they just continue to ask until that is fulfilled. So if we were, if we recognize our relationship with God as a parental relationship, I don't think it's about worrying about what we say or how many times we say it. I think we should approach God as a young child would without worrying if we are bugging God or asking God too many times or asking the wrong things. I think shameless persistence in God's presence shows how seriously we take prayer and how seriously we desire a relationship with God and how seriously we really desire the things that we're requesting. In verses 9 and 10, Jesus continues to tell us that Ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For anyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened. I'm sure these are all terms that... If you've not heard them in the verses of the Bible before, you've heard them sometime in your life. The theme of ask, seek, knock is right before us every Sunday in the Lord's Prayer. Ask God for the things that you need in your daily life. Give us this day our daily bread. Seek forgiveness and seek to forgive. Forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. Knock on the door of shelter and it will be open to protection and do not bring us to the time of trial. I think these modes are more than just a way for us to approach God, but also ways God is calling us to respond. Jesus teaches teachings are rich with this call. If a neighbor asks for bread, we should give it. If someone seeks our forgiveness, we should forgive. If someone knocks, we should open the door. In fact, just a few chapters back in Luke chapter 6 and verses 37 through 38, we can read that Jesus is saying, forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you for the measure you give will be the measure you get back. On earth as it is in heaven, this is what I call that flow of grace, and I've, I've preached about that before. God sends grace down from heaven. We receive that grace and share it with others, and that grace gets returned to heaven um, as treasure stored up for us in heaven through thanks, um, praise and thanksgiving to God. So let me then ask you the same rhetorical questions Jesus asked his disciples. If a child were here today and asked you for a fish, would you hand them a snake? Or suppose that child asked you for an egg, would you give them a scorpion? No, I don't think any of us would. I think Jesus' final point in today's gospel lesson is just this. If we, mere sinners here on earth, lack the, lacking in faith, 
know how to give good gifts to each other and our children and how to care for each other and our children, how much more do you think our Heavenly Father, who is perfect in all ways, will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Jesus taught his disciples a prayer, but Jesus also is teaching us that it is so much more than a group of eloquent written words. The parental imagery that Jesus uses to identify our relationship with God is the foundation of it all. Prayer is a relationship, a conversation. It's communion with the one true God, the one true creator in heaven. Jesus is telling us that it's not about the technique, it's about the execution, the nurturing of our relationship with God. This is what makes us a community of faith. The Apostle Paul put it this way, Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. As good and faithful Christians, we should be, we should be in constant prayer with God, constant communication, not just in the morning when we wake up or at night when we go to bed, in constant communication. Ask, ask, ask. Seek constantly and always knock. Always ask for that door to be open. And just as our Father in heaven cares for us, we should care for each other by giving when we are asked, finding when something is sought, and answering when someone knocks. I don't know if any of you are Spider-Man fans or have read Spider-Man or seen the movie, but you may have heard this old adage at some point in your life. Uncle Ben told Peter Parker in the movie Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. So with that great power and that great responsibility, I say go this day, enjoying the grace of God through prayer, sharing that grace of God by answering prayers, Answer prayers as much as you ask prayers. And everything, give thanks and praise to God, this day and always. Amen. Let us stand and reaffirm what it is that we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. And we will continue worship this morning, just as Jesus has taught us to ask, and it will be given to us. What? Let's participate in God's purpose by giving generously in our offering this morning.
Let us pray. Holy One, we give you thanks for your steadfast love and faithfulness. Bless these offerings and transform them into gifts of hospitality for those who need them most. Amen. You may be seated. We will continue service this morning and return to prayer. Um, I invite you to see the list of prayer requests that are in our um, bulletin this morning. I will ask for prayer for my family. Olivia, um, Olivia has COVID. She's been quarantined in her bedroom for days. Thank goodness the rest of the family has been not ill and testing negative for days, but Olivia's fine. She, um, she has a little bit of a cold symptoms, but she, uh, the worst thing for the whole, the whole thing is being stuck in her bedroom for days. So love her heart. You all think about her and pray for, for Olivia and the family that the rest of us stay unscathed. So that will be uh, not to be rude today. I will not do fellowship lunch. I will. I knew I was up in my space by myself today. So we'll stay in my space and afterwards I will slip out. Um, I have a prayer request from Connie Ivy. Um, is it Sue Hickok at CAMC General? Yes. So prayers for Sue. I have a prayer request for David Willoughby and family. Um, he is very ill and was taken to the ER. He's home for further work. He'll be. He's coming home for further work. Wake up or work up. Okay. So keep uh, David in your prayers. I um, also had another prayer request come in for um, Connie Berry. Um, I, that is uh, Wanda Bowman's um, sister. She is having a heart cath. Um, and she, um, they needs, she needs mercy, um, and blessings for that procedure as well, um, and for, um, Wanda and family as well. So knowing there are lots of other prayer requests that are on our hearts and our minds, let us turn to God in prayer. God, you know us better than we know ourselves. Relying on the Spirit, we pray for the whole hurting and hating world. Lead us in the ways of peace, especially in places where tyrants are and people eat the bread of conflict every day. We pray for your church whose body is strong in some places, but very frail in others. For those churches listed in our bulletin for prayer requests, we, we raise those up. We ask that you nourish your church in the world, that those who are flourishing might proclaim your word with power, and those who are weak might be strengthened to do your work. We pray for an earth that suffers at the hands of your people. We ask, uh, we ask you to pour out your healing mercy on this planet you have made and prod us to be worthy stewards of it. We pray for those who suffer because of disease or injury, addiction, abuse, or illness. We ask that you soothe our suffering and heal our wounds, protect us from evil, and calm our anxious hearts. We pray for those who are dying. We pray for those who care for those who are dying. Lord, we Pray that you receive them into your arms of mercy and welcome them into the company of the saints.
and accept all these prayers we offer in faith. And as we continue to learn to pray to you, God, we ask you to accept our prayers in the way our Lord Jesus Christ taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's stand and sing our closing hymn, number 728. Somebody's knocking at your door. So let me back up. That form of prayer, I knew that would happen. It left my brain and then I would sit down after the sermon and it would come right back to me. So that form, that, that framework for prayer that I have learned is ACTS, A-C-T-S, adoration, confession, trans, uh, thanksgiving, and supplication. So through adoration, we lift praises to God. We confess our sins. We send thanksgiving for the things we've received and supplication. We ask for the things that we need. So with that being said, the form of prayer, we can look up forms of prayer and, and pray in certain ways. We can write our own prayers. What's important, folks, is to pray. Being in constant communication with God. And approach God like a child. Ask and ask and ask. Ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. But remember, while praying is important, answering prayers is just as important and is just as much of a responsibility of ours. So if someone asks, give. If someone seeks, if you see someone needs and they're not asking, help them find, give it to them. And if someone knocks, you better answer. 
It just might be Jesus knocking. So now I send you with the, from our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. May he protect you, keep you this day and always. Amen.